Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the diamond cutter. Diamond cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits. It was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around. It's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. high five. Welcome, my fellow DDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, It is a toasty, it is a hot, warm day here in the Triangle of North Carolina, but I tell you what, it's even hotter and steamier right here on DDP Radio, which is really a good thing because, as I always do, I just hit the elevator. I just went up. To the, to the secret level that nobody knows about. And I climbed with a forklift because I'm sick of climbing that tower. I climbed all, I <laughs> forklifted all the way up to the top, and I, uh, I cast the Canadian maple leaf into the sky like the bat symbol. And when I did that, fireworks erupted from the mountain on top of Mount Ontario, and a red beam of light came upon us and we were graced by her highness herself the greatest living canadian of all time voted by canadian greatest living all time monthly the, <laughs> the only crystal stewart how are you i can't contain my laughter <laughs> these are getting more and more ridiculous as the weeks go on i'm good <laughs> we uh, see when I when I used to do the show with uh, with Robert and and Dallas and, and Stacy, um, I used to go over the top always on the uh, intro for Robert. And if you know Robert, he's a very humble, uh, yep, just very low key kind of guy. And you could just hear him sigh at least five times during my <laughs> intro. <laughs> it was just audible, just sighs. He's like, "Is this over with?" But um, you know, one of these days, you know, we'll have to do it as a special, a special edition or something because we don't want to lose a guest or anything. But we got to see if I can just do like one entire hour worth of an intro. <laughs> Maybe make the Guinness Book of Records or something. Yep, absolutely. Oh, and ask my wife. I can go on for an hour talking, no problem. I talk an hour in my sleep. <laughs> But how are you? Um, I'm better than I was, thanks. Um, Yeah, it was a long week, but I was grateful for the um, time off to deal with everything I had to deal with. I'm very grateful. So, yeah, 
I feel much better now. Thank God. Um, yeah. Awesome. Now it's just um, cold. I, yeah, yeah. You're getting a little chilly up there. Well, we'll uh, we'll make sure that we, uh, we light the f- the furnace of inspiration and, and warm up the, <laughs> all of Canada. Because, uh, as you guys know, every week we're doing it. Warrior of the Week, we got a brand new Warrior of the Week. We got a, a killer segment for you tonight. And Crystal's been working hard, getting some awesome stories together. Every week, just we're hitting boom, 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 banging out these really awesome stories and really inspirational stories. And that's what we do here on GDP Radio. We don't, we don't tell you what to do. We don't tell you what to think. We don't give you direction. We don't give you, we don't give you demands. We don't tell you how to live your life. All we do is share stories from inspiring people who, you know, through this program have, have achieved great things. And I think the greatest way to, uh, to to inspire someone is to tell stories because you can relate to people. People relating to people is what we do here. So uh, without mm-hmm. any further ado, I know that you've uh, you've cooked up another awesome story here for us tonight, another DDP uh, Y Warrior. Uh, let's, uh, let's get this intro uh, moving. Yeah. Absolutely. So this week's Warrior of the Week um, has been someone I've known about for a really long time. I just, yeah, <laughs> you know, with so many people in the community, it's hard to get to everybody. But I look to Todd, um, and, you know, he always makes me go the extra mile. You know, you just keep on pushing and you keep on doing and you keep on trying and he's just I find him a very inspirational person and I'm so grateful that he agreed to come on the show this week so I'm really looking forward to talking with him and I'm sure he's going to be an inspiration to a lot of people and he has an amazing talent he's a great singer so yeah on top of that um, we're in for a really good Good show. So please welcome my friend and this week's Warrior of the Week, Todd Gilbert. Hey, guys. Hi, Todd. Hey, what's going on, man? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. you're good, man. We got you. Awesome. 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 Well, man, thank, I got to tell you, you that, 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 that intro you were doing, I, I, I was afraid you were going to get into Ultimate Warrior territory there for a minute, man. I got to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> no, no. That's a different show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you coming on tonight, and uh, we appreciate oh, you, yeah. uh, you know, everything you've done. And Crystal's so awesome at, at keeping tracks on on the community, and she doesn't just pick people at random. She doesn't just, you know, pick everybody nope. we know. We we, she gets a good uh, sense of who's inspiring who in the community, and and your name obviously has come up quite a bit to warrant a warrior of the week position. So, uh, oh, with awesome. every guest we have on here, we always like to start off with the uh, the question: What is your origin story? What is your DPY origin story? What got you to the place where you felt you needed to take a, a plunge, take a change in your life, and and uh, and try all this out? Okay, um, oh, how do I start here? Um, well, I was born with muscular dystrophy, um, so that's always, you know, presented its own challenges, you know what I mean? But I have been playing music ever since. Music was my outlet, you know, sports and things like that were never a thing for me, obviously. And so music was always my thing. I became a drummer when I was about, oh, if I'm 40 now, so it's been a minute, but um Um, Around about 2013, 2014, 
I really started developing more problems than I had before. I started having a lot of problems with my joints. Um, things were getting worse. It it would be to where I would do a show and I would get done and it would feel like like someone had literally just stabbed me in the wrist with a hot knife. You know what I mean? And uh, so yeah. I, I I was desperate to find something because doctors are like, man, this is just this is just part of your life. You're going to have to accept and deal with it. And I just, I couldn't, that didn't work for me. I, I couldn't accept that. That just seemed ridiculous that there's nothing you can do. Like that just seemed like a load of crap. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying not to swear here. I, uh, <laughs> um, so oh, I'm not I, trying, so go for it. Oh, fuck me. All right. So, so, I, uh, so, well, I mean, it is Dallas's show, too, and he does swear like a sailor sometimes, so I get it. Um, but, um, so, I, uh, I I had a friend that was a personal trainer, and we'd, like, try going to the gym and stuff like that, and that seemed to be more aggravating things than helping, and I was almost at the end of my rope in that area. I was like, you know what, maybe this is just how it's going to be, you know, maybe it's time to move on and try something else or find something else. And a buddy of mine uh, named Derek Stogner sent me the Arthur video because he had known about what I'd been going through, what I'd been dealing with. And just out of nowhere, one day on Facebook, he messaged me the video. And as anybody who's, you know, part of the community knows, you can't watch that video for 30 seconds without crying. You know, <laughs> and um, it really got to me. It really reached me. You know, I'm I'm watching this video and going, wow, here's this guy with problems that poss- quite possibly surpass anything I was dealing with. And look at what he's doing, you know. And I'm like, man, if he can do it, who says I can't do it too? So I took the plunge and got the set and – that's kind of how my journey started. I got the DVDs and the, you know, the workbook and all that stuff and started diving in. And I was having a lot of issues at first because I also had uh, back surgery when I was about 17. I had a spinal fusion, so my back doesn't bend like a normal person's would anymore, which makes some of that DDT yoga can't do it, you know. Um, so even then, I was starting to get a little discouraged. But we're always told that, you know, if you reach out, there's people there to help you. So mm-hmm. I had reached out to uh, Arthur and to Dallas both, and they both, like, immediately wrote me back and were working with me and showing me modifications. Um, Dallas actually called me and, like, talked me through stuff. And, that, like, that's one thing I want to stress to everybody is if you are willing to put the work in, there is a world of people out there, including Dallas himself, who are there to help you. They, they want to see you win just as bad as you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it was just, it was incredible. After that, I was off and running, you know. Wow. That's amazing. It's, it's, that's awesome. And I love, you know, so many people came to this um, program through the Arthur video uh, way back when, mm-hmm. when it first hit. And, one of the amazing things about Arthur, the Arthur video is I think it gave a lot of people who considered themselves lost causes 
in the ability to try again. Because when you see Arthur, like, he's a guy you cast out. You're just like, man, he's just sure. he's done. Like, what can he do? He's, he can't walk. He can't do anything. And when you see Arthur, sure. I think he gives a lot of people the hope and the ability, like, I could try. And even if, you know, fail, try, win, succeed, lose – that hope to try again came back for a lot of people. And I've heard so many people in your position that Arthur gave that, you know, that hope to. Yeah. And, you know, I had um, at the time been told nobody with my specific condition had tried it yet. Um, So that was terrifying. (laughs) But but I I ended up getting, just having amazing um, transformations that I'd never had in my life. Um, I ended up, you know, like stairs for, for instance, for someone like, like me were always murder. It was always process going up and down a flight of stairs. And my, my favorite story to show the progress that really happened was a friend of mine and I went to the Motown museum in Detroit oh. and, oh, I know it's, it's, it's right for any music, for any, <laughs> for, for any musician, it's like walking into church, you know? Oh and, man! And like we and they and it's all in a house. The original Motown studio and everything was just a house. It's and in the neighborhood, so nondescript. It's it's amazing. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but when you walk in, it's it's since been expanded. Like there's a building next door that they attach to it for like a museum side, you know. But there's flights of stairs to get up to the second floor, and there's also an elevator. Well, we started the tour, and they're like, okay, now we're going to go up to the second floor. For those of you who have problems with stairs, there's the elevator over here. The rest of you are welcome to take the stairs. Normally, I would have gone for the elevator because, you know, just common sense with what I deal with. Yeah, let's take the elevator. Well, the elevator line was ridiculous. So I'm like, screw it. We'll take the stairs. By the time I get up there, half the people might not even be up there yet anyway. So let's just go. And my friend and I were walking up the stairs and talking, you know, carrying on a little conversation. And before I, like, and then I realized I was just talking to myself. Like, he wasn't next to me on the stairs anymore. And I got to the top, and I turned around, and he's standing at the bottom of the stairs, and his mouth is gaped open. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, what, what happened? What did I do? Is my, is my fly undone? What's going on here? And he goes, do you realize that you just took those stairs with no effort whatsoever? And I didn't even realize it because it just, you know, I just started walking up the stairs and wasn't thinking anything of it. My mind was somewhere else. And it was the first time I'd gone up two flights of stairs with barely any effort whatsoever. And so we both did our best not to cry in the middle of a Motown museum full of a bunch of people and and went about the tour. But that was, that was the first sign that, holy crap, I'm, I'm on the right path here. I'm, what I'm doing is, is the right thing to do. You know, Todd, it's amazing that because I've been in that situation that you go to a doctor and they tell you the box that you fit in. Um, You'll never be able to do, right? Yeah, we'll Mm -hmm. never be able to do X, Y, and Z again, like ever. You're not going to be able to do what normal people do. It's so rewarding to find an avenue where you can even bridge even some of that and say, look yeah. at me now. I mean, you yeah. can't put a price on that. Yeah. It's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. 
And it's it, it's amazing because not only has it, um, it's it's not only like given me a better quality of life, open doors that I thought were closed for my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's given me opportunities that you know, I'm going on. This is my seventh year. Um, uh, just came up on my seventh year doing all this. Um, started it back in 2014. Um, I think my math's right there. <laughs> but, uh, math was never my strong suit. But, um, you know, seven years ago, I'm doing things now that seven years ago I would have been like, you're crazy. There's no way. There's no way I could ever do that. And now it's like, oh, well, now I just got to figure out how I can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I was going through – sorry, Mike, go ahead. Oh, no, go go ahead, Crystal. No, I was just going to say, I was going through – I found – my workout room is called The Dungeon. I was going through some old um, workout and I get you. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> um, I was Bret going Hart through some – Yes, he would be. Um, <laughs> I was going through some notes, and it was just amazing to me how much I just soaked my sponge in everybody else's opinion of my, what my ability was. And right when you start to wring out that sponge and start to better define who you are or what you're willing to put up with, boy, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. When especially being someone, um, when you, when you have a disability and I don't, I don't want to turn this into like a, a pity party or anything, but when, no, no, when when you have a disability, after a while, you start to see yourself through other people's eyes instead of your own. And you start to, you know, well, maybe this perception that these people have of me is right. You know, right. maybe what they see, maybe that's just how this is. You know, you after a while, I don't want to say you give up because that's not the right term, but you, you, you kind of surrender to it for a while. Yeah, you resign. Um, yeah, exactly. And... Yeah, like it was. I, I I used to go through terrible bouts of depression around that stuff before all this, and you know where I would just be like, "What the hell am I doing with my life?" You know what I mean? Yep. Because you you know because so many people are telling you, "Well, this door is closed. You can't do this. Why are you thinking of doing this? Are you crazy? You can't do that kind of thing." So you just sit around going, "Well, what the heck am I supposed to do?" You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, it, it totally, once you break through that barrier, it's like a dam opening. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, Todd, I was told that when I was invited to go to the PC for Summit, I was God, told, I still need to get out of that. Oh, my God. Right? There's no way that you can fly to a whole different country by yourself and do whatever it is you're going to do for three or four days. And I just looked at them and just said, look, it, I'm going to do it anyway. So whether what, you're with one year me or I'm just you're gonna, not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, the perception, too, a lot of times, and, you know, there's a, there's a vast array of, uh, you know, quote-unquote disabilities out there. But as soon as sure. you throw that around, I've noticed that people – talk to you differently. People talk to people with disabilities Absolutely. differently. Yeah, they do. I, there was this, which is, we, mis- which is mistake here, number one. Yeah, oh, well, exactly. 
you know, when we first moved down here to North Carolina from up north where I was from in New, in New England, we got, we were okay. kind of looking for friends and stuff, and we were kind of trying to find. And we went out with this, this group of people, and, you know, one of the brothers of somebody was in a wheelchair, which was a completely different disability. Mm-hmm. But he sure. he had been in it since birth, and he, he mentally was great. You know, everything was great. He just had that disability. Sure, yeah. And I found it mm-hmm. so condescending that the waitress would come over and talk to him like a child. So during that dinner, yeah. I started busting his balls because I do that with people. I just I started ragging mm-hmm. on him, and people were appalled that I that I was talking to this kid like this because the you only made reason they were appalled. Day, his sister wrote me a note and said he hasn't felt like part of the group so much in his life because you treated him like you treated everyone else at the table because yeah. everyone yeah. was saying something and then they talked differently to the person, and I think that's such a cruel thing to do to somebody because. Most really disabled is. people think as think just like the the rest of us, but there's this uh, you know there's a stigma against it. Almost like you have to treat them yeah. with kid gloves. It's not the case. And when you're fighting all of like this, and then that term disability, you throw someone throws that out there, people treat you like oh he can't do this, he can't do this, he can't do this. So almost like you said, you're put into a box that you don't belong in sometimes just because right. that word is being lobbed about. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people always think you have to treat people with a disability differently. Well, I'm here to tell you that's the first mistake you ever make, because uh, yep. the, that the, the only thing that anybody with any kind of disability wants is to be treated like everybody else. The minute you draw attention to it and start catering to it more. I mean, yeah, we want you to consider things that, you you know, that you naturally have to like. No one's going to ask me to go run a marathon, but, but when you're just hanging out, you're just one of the, you're one of the people, you know what I mean? And that's how it always should be. Right. And I mean, it's, it just, it's one of those things that disabled doesn't mean we are unable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. you know, when you have you have a, a, this like a kind of a disorder that's degenerative, it, it it'll take stuff from you over time as you started sure. to realize it. But in that, I mean, there's may not be a cure, there may not be a final like you know answer to all of this. But mm. it's it's not it's not to say that there isn't things you can do to make your quality of life better to delay the process. Right. You know, there's there's I think there's so much. You know, people talk about the cure a lot, which is awesome. You know, you want to find mm-hmm. a cure for these things. But that doesn't mm-hmm. help me now, you know. What can I do in this moment to make myself stronger, to make myself better, to put off what's going right. to be, you know, down the line as long as possible? And there are a lot of great things, you know, BDPY being one of those things just to, yeah, to do yeah. a, a cheap plug here. But that program oh, is no, built no, for people The program is built for people who are trying to starve off the effects of whether it's aging, disability, illness, injury, weight. You know, totally. it's about pushing the hands of time, like Dallas always says, and that's anyone with mm-hmm. any disability. That's what they want. They want the better now, you know, and keep off what may come eventually. But that's what this program was built to do. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, it, 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 it's open doors. You know what I mean? Like, when I started seeing results, when I started getting better and I started like the pain went away and the, the aches in my joints and stuff just disappeared after a while. And like, I still have, you know, you, you'll still have a bad day here and there, you know what I mean? But my, my quality, I am in better shape now 
than I have ever been before. You know what I mean? I, my, my endurance and, you know, energy, all that stuff is leaps and bounds what it ever was when I was growing up or into most of my adult life. And it's, it's all because of that. It's the program. It's the mindset, which is huge. Um, you know, I, I can't recommend the, uh, the, oh, what's it called? The living life at 90% seminar thing. Yep. I can't yes. recommend that enough. That, that changed my world. It really, really did. It, it, it snapped something in my brain. You know what I mean? It, as he's describing mm-hmm. these things, I'm like, oh, my God. It's like he's reading my mind. This is weird. Like he's, it's like he's reaching into the things that I'm terrified of and being like, hey, man, knock it off. It's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think one of the biggest lessons that Dallas has instilled on not only me but so many people is that a bad day never means that you have a bad life. Right. It means you're having a bad, right? You're just having a bad moment. We all exactly. have shitty days. Right? We yeah. all have shitty days. You just hit the mat. It's how you, you change mindset. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's how you knuckle under and push through, you know? It, yeah. Uh, tomorrow's another day, you know? It, it, you know, I, I always, you know, um, for all the wrestling people out there, there's, there's there's this quote that I absolutely love, and it was when WWE did the Paul Heyman documentary. Did either of you guys see that? Yep. And the yeah, quote that, that he has, that. yeah, the quote he has at the end of that documentary is amazing. And he's talking about how dangerous somebody is when they're not afraid to fail. Yep. You know, and I'm paraphrasing, so I don't remember it exactly. But he he says when you get knocked down on your ass, you learn things and you and you come back the next day going well here I am, back again, and really not looking to get knocked on my ass like I did the day before, and that makes me that much more dangerous. Yeah, that's a that's you know a what I mean. Yeah, I mean I don't yeah. know if I got it exactly right, but that's the idea. Yeah. No, that that's that's great, and and you know my my wife and I were watching a movie a couple of weeks ago. It was a, uh, it was something that came out a while ago. Steve Carell called "Seeking a Friend for the End of the World," and it's basically the two yes. weeks of the comet coming. Yes, there's an asteroid headed for Earth, and there's two weeks left to live. And I was saying to her, I'm like, what do you think you you would do if like you just there was no tomorrow, and you knew that that it was coming to an end in two weeks? You you wouldn't care about chances, you wouldn't care about risk. How would you conduct yourself? It's almost like I give my two weeks notice. What else do I you know? I don't care anymore. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's kind of funny, too, because, you know, we're all just potentially one day away from the end of the world. You know, our lives sure. could get cut down tomorrow. And I sure. think, um, you know, you, you talk to people who have lived 97 years and, you know, their thing is, what do you wish you did more? I wish I took more risks. I wish I didn't play it so safe. Mm-hmm. I wish I, you know, spent more time. You have all these things. And, you know, we kind of look at, you know, life as, a, you know, we're, we're afraid to go out there on a limb and better ourselves. Sometimes, you know, we keep it safe and sure. sometimes that works for people, but sometimes, you know, you could have started DDPY and, you know, messed up your knee or, or messed up your back and made things so much worse mm-hmm. for you, but you took the mm-hmm. risk and you're like, listen, I'm going to go on the mat. I'm going to see where this goes. And that's admirable because a lot of people, especially when they get diagnosed with something like, you know, severe, 
um, it's mm-hmm. a lot of them just fall into themselves, and no one's going to question them because they have a perfect excuse. They have this or yep. this or this, and that's yeah. a legit excuse. So they don't push people. And meanwhile, you have that chance to go. Listen, I'm going to try this out. What's it, what, what can I lose? Type of thing. And now you're right. seven years later, and looking back, where would you have been if you never started this? Do you ever think about that? Oh God. Um... I think about that if I ever get in a funk, you know what I mean? And definitely the end of 2019 and all of 2020, the year we shall not speak its name. Um, <laughs> nobody had a good 2020. Let's just put that out there. But, nope. uh, <laughs> but a lot of that quarantine, I had fallen off. Um, I, I stopped doing DDP yoga for a while you know, you get weighed down by God, what's going to happen in the world? What's happening? Oh my God. Like the world's ending where everything's, we're all screwed. You know, it, it was real easy to fall into that. And the deeper I would get into that, that's when I would start to go to, well, had I never done what I did before, what would this look like now? You know what I mean? And it, it was, it's a really, it's, it, it motivates a lot. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a good motivator to be like, nope, I need to get back at this, you know. And that, that's, that's so yeah. true. A lot of people, a lot of people who have been here for a decade or more had a bad mm-hmm. 2020. They let their old habits creep sure. back in. I remember at the, at the beginning of 2020, I'm like, I'm going to take this time off and take this time. We're locked up and just better myself and do everything I want. You know, a month later, I yeah, like, Netflix is, ask, is asking if I'm okay. Like, do you want to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did that same so, thing about two months. Two months later, I'm on the couch. I've gained 20 pounds and just, you know, drinking Dr. Pepper like it's water and going, eh, whatever. You know? <laughs> and so, and if looking like that guy you, in the – Looked like that guy from the South Park episode of Warcraft after a while, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and and it's very easy, you know, especially when you get cocky enough to think, I've done this so long, I'm just here. This is what I do. I'm, I'm never going to go back. Sure. You know, once you kind of get in that mode, sometimes it's easy to slip back in when things aren't so great. And, it really is. you know, if, if you watch the Jake documentary, one of the most important things, yeah. I think, you know, in that documentary – one of the most important scenes is when Jake fell off the wagon. And I, I still think this is yep. what I found. And he was lay, laying in bed and he said, I just blew 200 something days of sobriety. I'm starting from day one. And, and Paige says, no, you're 200 something and no. one, you know, yeah. you don't lose all of that progress and all those things you made. And I think that's a proper mindset when you have a struggle like this, not to think you did, you, you screwed it all up, but just to think, I hit a one. I hit the day that I wasn't mm-hmm. winning, and now tomorrow I'm going to pick things back up. Yeah, and, I mean, it's real. Like, the first year that I was on this program, it sucked. I was I had so many difficulties and so much, like, the program was kicking my ass. You know what I mean? And it was hard. It was worth it once you push through and, you know, you find your sweet spot. You start to get it. But I had many times falling off and just, almost throwing my hands up and going, no, I'm done. But pushing through it, like, made made it even stronger afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But it's so, so, <laughs> sorry, Todd, go ahead. Oh, no. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. Like, it, it's okay to fall off. It's okay to, to, to lapse. It's okay to 
fall into your habits for a minute, it's, it's okay to fall off the wagon as long as you know where the wagon is and you can hop right back on. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's been really very interesting because, you know, <laughs> I have been having a really bad pandemic. I've been locked mm-hmm. up, and if I'm not here, I'm in a hospital, and if I'm not there. And anybody who knows me knows I hate hospitals. I hate doctors. Yeah. I hate ho- yep. I hate anything medical. I just don't mm-hmm. like it. It, it kind of cheeses me off. And it's, right there I with you. see it as a huge <laughs> Right. It's a huge disruption to my life and I could always find something much better to be doing. But I put a sign I put a sign on the dungeon door and it gets me every time. And you know, it and it kinda came from that whole resignation of being stuck in the pan wasn't stuck, but my mindset was. So DDPY was once upon a time about working my body to the point where, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt really good about myself, but suddenly it all became about mindset and about working my mindset. So I really had to come up with a way to get me from point A to point B and not, you know, allow myself to fall into the rut and stay there. So I found, I found this, sentence and I stuck it on the door to the dungeon and it says what have you got for me today that's awesome and I'm telling you every time I see it it there's, it just sparks a fire and I'm like I'm going to show you what I got today and <laughs> sure enough, awesome. you know you just yeah. do whatever you need to do and go from there I, I, but it, it's I love really, you I love I love how you, you framed it as a taunt almost, like the door is taunting you and you just want to punch it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. I really like to kick that door some days, but yeah, no. The, I the, mean, I know when yeah. I go in, I know when I go in there, I allow myself, I have a five-minute rule. You have to work out hard for five minutes. And if you want to quit after that five minutes, then so be it. But mm-hmm. you have to commit five minutes. Chances are, after five minutes, there's no way you're going to quit. Yeah, you got the it's blood just not who you, you got are. The energy going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's not who you are. And I find, so, you know, I have, like, I have a routine. Whenever I have, like, a show or something like that, I have a little DDPY routine I do off in the back somewhere, you know, yep. to where people aren't watching me, you know. And, you know, get the blood pumping and everything, get stretched out and everything. It's it's become a part of my everyday life. You know what I mean? So I had someone come up to me at the grocery store. I was wearing a DDPY shirt, and they had said, mm-hmm. oh, you're the girl that works for Dallas. I said, yes. And they, she was, you know, a mom. She was feeling defeated. She was caged up with the pandemic. And, you know, it was just everything was just life was hard. And she had said, say something to me that's going to get me out of the funk that I'm in. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, great. Why do people always do this to me? <laughs> because they put me under <laughs> the gun and I don't know what on. to say. <laughs> right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but I just Damn looked marketing. at her and I said, <laughs> right? I looked at her and I said, you, from where I'm sitting, you have two choices. You either commit to your fault or you commit to the rise, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. Yep. It's that black and white. It really is. 
It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I mean, I think with us, when there's a disability thrown in the mix, there are shades of gray. Oh, totally. But yeah, we kind of resent those shades of gray even more. Yeah. Because we, yeah, we <laughs> want them to be black or white. So we want it yeah. to be that yeah. easy, and it's not always that easy. But we're not willing to resign ourselves to the fifty right. shades of gray either. Right. That's that's some, that's great advice. And, and you know, Crystal, I know a lot of people in this community look to you for for wisdom because they know you're fighting as hard as anybody to keep on top of things and you're an inspiration to so many people mm-hmm. around here. So uh, well, I, I'm not surprised at all. People are seeking you out on the streets, asking you what to do. I ask you what to do on a daily basis. Cause I don't know what I'm doing around here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, after no, my but, own heart, you know, I, you know <laughs> I like to pretend I so, know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm great at faking it. I fake it till I right. make it. Just never make it. <laughs> <laughs> or what is that line that Bono always said? The hardest part is to make it look spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, so so tell me about this. You're you're a drummer. You know that's a really physical mm-hmm. instrument, probably the most physical mm-hmm. instrument. Like, oh, and totally, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, dealing with a diagnosis of of uh, muscular dystrophy and stuff like that's a pretty crazy instrument to to like you know stick with. Um, mm-hmm. how is, you know, how is things, you know, with DPY and before and all this, that has it changed your drumming? Is your stamina still what it was? And what are you kind of oh, doing to keep, you know, um, in shape and drumming shape? The stamina really has been the big game changer. Um, nowadays it definitely changed the way I play and really more in just, I'm not as reserved as I used to be because I don't have to worry about wearing myself out in five minutes. You know what I mean? Um, So really that's the only thing that's changed in that department. Um, It's more, the best way I can, I can put it is um, for drumming shape, really it's more of just a cardio thing. You know, (laughs) it's, it's all your lungs and just how long you can last because you're flailing all four limbs at once for however many songs you're playing. You know, if you take a drum set away from a drummer and have him air drum, it looks like he's having a seizure. You know, <laughs> that's just you're constantly just every limb moving around. You know, so it's it's really done. The endurance is what the real game changer was as far as that's concerned. Well, you know. It- it's one of those instruments that, you know, so you see some of these, like, you know, uh, uh, drummers aging into their 70s and 80s still playing. And I remember mm-hmm. Paul McCartney used to have this big guy who was a drummer, really just probably 400-pound guy. And he'd be, yeah, I'm like, holy crap, that guy's, like, drumming as hard as anybody. How does he keep that up for yep. a whole show? And uh, yeah, I, Abel Boyle Jr., man, that guy is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. The closest I came to any kind of drumming is is basically air drumming the Phil Collins guitar uh, drum solo in, in the air tonight, and that's all I can hey, do. That's pretty start sweet, somewhere. but other than that, <laughs> we all oh. gotta start somewhere. Well, I always say but, too you know, that that appreciators of music are just as important as the musicians are, because without the people who appreciate it, who the hell are we playing for? You know what I mean? True. <laughs> True. 
I, yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge uh, music fish aficionado. All of my friends, you know, being in radio all these years, you know, I went on. I used yeah. to go and do like tour managing and stuff for some pretty significant bands back in the day. Um, you know, some of the guys from Guns N' Roses solo projects, I do stuff like mm-hmm. that, and a lot of those '80s bands and stuff. And you know, yeah. so all I know is is musicians. Like in that was my circle of friends being rock radio for mm-hmm. 15 years, and it's one of those things that, you know, you really appreciate it. But one thing when you get on the road with these people and, and you see them play a show and how insane yeah. it is, and then they pack up and go ahead and mm-hmm. do it the next night. Like that's insane mm-hmm. to me. I'd get off the road. Young and I'd man do anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. The nightly grind, you know, I, you know, I go up and do like a set of karaoke and I get a rest for six days after. <laughs> these guys do it after night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it, it was known, pretty crazy. I don't, I don't really do the, I don't really do the grind anymore. I'm I'm 40. I'm I'm overplaying every night. That's, uh, that's like I said, that's a young man's game. I'm good on all that. <laughs> now I just like to play yeah, for fun. Well, you know what I mean? Well, and and that's fun too because you know what the, the old uh, the old uh, saying is like, how do you know you're a professional at what you love? You stop loving it because <laughs> yeah. the, the grind <laughs> the grind will kill you after a while. Well, and I actually, you know, I had given up music for a while. I, uh, after the DDPY thing, and things started going, things were going great, and the DDPY thing had nothing to do with it. Um, But I would gotten burnt out on music for a while, and I, you know, I'd been doing it for so long, and, you know, I was in better shape now, and all these other doors were opening. And I'm like, man, I really need to put this, over here for a minute and try this other thing. And that other thing was, believe it or not, professional wrestling. And oh, I had found, huh? I said, oh, you're working, you were working? Yeah, I, uh, I found a company here, um, local company here called the Michigan Wrestling Organization. And the original thing I did is I went to one of their shows with the express purpose of seeing if they'd let me promote DDPY. I was doing the level one uh, training program. I was going to be having classes. And I'm like, what a better place to promote this than in front of a bunch of wrestling fans. You know, they're going to get it because it's Dallas and wrestling. And, you know, what a great way to sell it, you know. So I talked to the owner of it, and he's like, oh, yeah, man, come on down. That'd be great. You know, we'll give you a few minutes before we – the first match starts and you can just go out there and do your thing. And I had always been a fan of wrestling ever since I was a kid. My friends and I did our little backyard wrestling stuff. Like all kids do when they're big fans, we didn't throw each other through tables. We were theater nerds. So we actually like learned how to do stage fighting and like, it was cheesy and silly, but it was fun for us. You know what I mean? Um, but as I was there, the, the itch came back, you know what I mean? And you know, I got that mindset again with with the DDPY thing of, you know, I couldn't do this before. Maybe I could now. You know, and I went to him, the owner, and I said, you know, told him what I've been interested in doing. And without hesitation, he's like, yeah, I can give you, I can point you in the direction of people to train you. I can, you know, we can find a way to make it work. It wasn't oh, my God, you have a disability, what a liability, you could get hurt, blah, blah, blah. Those words never happened. He, he was very, very adamant at 
you may not be able to do it exactly like, oh, I don't know, like a CM Punk or something, something, something like that. But there's things that we are positive you could do, and we're going to figure out a way to do it. And I went, I got, uh, was started getting trained by a couple people. And uh, before, about a year later, I had my first uh, actual legit match. And I have been in that business ever since. That was back in 2015. Um, that's my original. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying that's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's a whole different world than the music thing. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we did the, 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 the play around stuff when we were kids and, and you watch it on TV and you think you, you know, you got a good grasp on how things work and then you get into it and you're like, Oh crap, this is a lot more involved than I thought it was. (laughs) but it was so cool because I honestly believe without the DDPY that never would have been a possibility ever. And what really super inspired me on that end too was Zach Gowan. Zach was, uh, you know, did DDPY forever and him and Gregory Iron uh, do the handicap heroes gimmick that has a tag team. And I'm like, Oh my God, that could be me. I could do that. You know what I mean? And so that, that has been the next to music now, because I'm back to the music and stuff now too. That has been my other main passion now. And I, I've had a blast doing it. I'm actually, uh, we haven't had a show since the pandemic and everything really. And we're, I'm approaching my first show back here in about a week. And so it's the nerves are building. We're all excited and everything, but, uh, that has been the main thing that I've been also using to try and show people what can be done with all this. You know what I mean? I, uh, I really want to use more, more than the music and professional wrestling to be like, look, a a disability isn't a death sentence. Mm -hmm. You know, a a disability doesn't mean your life is over. It just means you have to get creative. You know what I mean? And, Perfect. You know, here's a guy with, you know, not trying to be boastful or anything, but, you know, I want people to, to watch like a match I'm in or something and go, here's a guy with two steel rods in his back who has asthma, who has muscular dystrophy and all this stuff. And he's in here having a match with other people. Like, what's my excuse? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, very much that's so, man. Good question. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. You oh, know, Mike. we we uh we have a friend of the show. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So I thought I cut out there. So, uh, we have uh, Gregory Iron and, and Zach are a friend of the show. We've had them on a few times, quite mm-hmm. a few times. Um, and mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, I I I, I do some work for. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I should admit this in public. He's a controversial figure, but Cornette, you know, I do a lot of work with him. Dude, and, I, uh, I want to go on record <laughs> and say I I love the shit out of Jim Cornette. So you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love Jim. I, I, I love Jim. We we were doing a show at the I've Raleigh. I've always wanted uh, to meet Raleigh. Jim. He's one of those people I've always wanted to meet. I think he's just awesome. Oh yeah, I I love him. Well, yeah, he's you know he's a, he's a, he, I love him. He's a controversial mm-hmm. figure, but he, everyone's talking about him all the time. So, right, uh, but we were right. doing a show at at the Dorton Arena and, and with Gregory Iron and and, uh, and Zach Gallen and. You know, mm-hmm. I, we were we were actually talking at, at Cornette's gimmick table, and um, he we were, he was saying he's like wrestling has been one of those places where 
that the outcasts and the people who you don't think can do it, it was the first place to really accept, you know, black athletes with, you know, wrestling with white athletes. Yeah. It was the first place to accept gay people into the community. You know, there's people sure. with one leg, there's people who are disabled. And the rule is, as long mm-hmm. as you can take care of my body, and as long as you're going to do the job as well as anyone else, there's no discrimination around here. And I think that's pretty them, yeah. pretty progressive for for when back when they were doing that kind of thing. It's a magical thing, man. And it's, you know, to peel back the curtain slightly, like, it doesn't matter, like, what you do on the outside world. It doesn't matter what your disability may or may not be. If the person standing across the ring from you is willing to work as hard as you and willing to do everything they can to, one, protect you, and, two, make you look good, and you do the same for them, it's the people watching would have no clue that it's that you know you're dealing with things that you're dealing with you know what i mean absolutely yeah absolutely so and you you really can't find that anywhere you know i'm sorry no oh no don't apologize when i flew to georgia for summit um when i was Mm -hmm. coming back into toronto i had this quote hit me and it said um DDPY is not about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. And I think that applies. It does. I think it applies to a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about what you think you can do or can't do, but it's what you attempt to do and keep attempting to do, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just, right, Mike Gielin and I down at Summit, we came up with it too legit to quit. I mean, you just have to keep, you just have to keep hammering away. It is what it is. Yeah, it really is. And also, oh, sorry, I was going to say, Crystal, we seriously have to make some bumper stickers. I've had people ask me to make bumper stickers of your your quote because everyone likes it. What about getting your head out of your ass? <laughs> yeah, we should get some bumper stickers made. Our bumper stickers even nothing anymore, but we should get some stuff. We should do that. We should own that, like uh, the slogan. I, I mean, that. I have a Batman bumper sticker on my car, so I mean, they, they, oh, I'm still rocking That's bumper awesome. stickers. <laughs> I'd put it on my car. There you I, go. I had, uh, someone there you someone go. put a bumper sticker on my car three years ago, and I haven't taken it off, and I just realized it's a parking ticket. I'm probably in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> but no, I totally want to go to the next summit when there is one. I think I've never been to one yet, and I think that'd be just such a blast to go and see everybody and and hang out. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a huge deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was hoping to go to the one a couple years ago, but. My wife made me show up to our wedding, so I had to miss it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, can I just have someone stand in for me? Uh, Did not work. Can I do it via Zoom? You know, (laughs) (laughs) just put put just put like a a coat hanger with an iPad. (laughs) Just do the Sheldon Cooper and have an artificial artificial uh, presence. You know. Yeah, well, shouldn't we have that Rocky Four robot by now? Is that thing technological? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that was horrible. This, well, this has flown by really quickly, but before we go, give a little plug to your uh, to your wrestling show uh, while we're here um, coming up this week. Uh, well, pretty much uh, anything you can you uh, want to 
find um, yeah, I can talk all of a sudden. Anything that uh, you want to find involving me can all be found on my website. It's toddgilbertofficial.com. There you can find links to my music, to uh, the radio show I do, to the wrestling show that we're having here next week um, at the uh, Union City Ball Field there in Flint. Um, and, yeah, toddgilbertofficial.com is where you can find literally everything. It, it's the one-stop Todd shop, if you want, if you will. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, definitely check that out. And we appreciate you coming on, man. I can't believe the hour's flown by man, so quickly, but we're going to have to have right? you come back on again sometime down the line and give us a little update. We always like having uh, return guests come in for, uh, you Anytime. know, updates. And... Awesome, man. Uh, and, yeah, I listen we appreciate to this quite it. often, so it's it's pretty fun to, to to be on here with you guys. I've listened quite often, and I I love what you guys are doing. I love that oh, you know it's it's I love that it's that it's taking the positivity and pushing it even further forward. You know what I mean? I I really dig that. No, oh, I, I well I I just like to apologize for if you listen all the time. I just like to formally apologize. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have similar senses of humor, so no need for apology. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> well, it was great to have you on. It was I great feel bad for anybody that ends up in the room with the two of us at the same time. They're not gonna. They're gonna be in for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm always. Guys. It was a blast. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it, and definitely check out, uh, you know, Todd's show, the website, and the music, and all that fun stuff. And uh, what kind of music do you play, by the way? Uh, rock, for the most part. Um, my ba- my biggest influence is stuff like U2 and Billy Joel and uh, Elton John, you know, stuff like that. More of the old school, you know what I mean? Um, oh, I love it. You, so just go talk to Garrett at all? Roll, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you talk to, you talk Garrett, to Garrett? Garrett, like, Garrett is my, my fellow U2 super fan. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, as we were, him and I were just texting earlier, uh, trading back. Uh, we we're talking about yeah, the U two because um, they're, I guess they're they're planning planning on re-releasing the Batman movie, and um, we were talking about the video for the the, the singles from that movie, the U two one. So so good, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I was a big fan. I've seen them so many times. You know, I haven't listened to them in a while because it's just not a lot of m- new music out there. But they've got no, a new I'm, I'm a big too. fan. It's pretty great. Oh, do they? I'll have to check that out. Yep, yeah, it's, uh, I was kind of so out of the loop. It's, uh, it's them with a guy named Martin Garrix. I'm, I'm not familiar with him, but the song's great. It's called We Are the People. It oh. came out uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, awesome. I, I thought their last mm-hmm. couple of records were really uh, underrated. So, Oh, yeah. Um, like, uh, songs of Experience yeah, I so, love. Yeah, there's, I mean, YouTube gets like, gets put in on categories. Well, they used to be good but from people who don't listen to them anymore, but I really dug the last couple of records. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll try to uh, spare the audience the music talk because I can go for another two hours. Right. We'll have to do this one. We'll have to Just do a rain check on this one. We'll, we'll text about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm a huge music nerd, so uh, a lot of most yeah. people know that. So uh, I'll I'll cut myself off before <laughs> we get over time. You just just uh, message but, it to me later. We're good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you coming you on. Guys. And uh, Crystal, thank you. Another awesome yeah. uh, guest. Another awesome uh, booking you. here. You've been bringing the A game every week. You've been doing awesome 
with that. And you are my savior when it comes to that stuff, because I am so unorganized and you were so great. You know, brought such an <laughs> element of professionalism to the show that I've just been sloppily trying to put together for the past several years. And uh, we appreciate <laughs> you uh, so much. You're doing a great job, Crystal, and with the website and Thank with you. the Facebook pages and all that stuff, check them all out. You know, Crystal's on top of it. Is it a good time to tell you I've booked into October? <laughs> She's like, See that? Overachiever. There you've, she goes. You've booked further ahead than I'm confident I'm, I'll be alive. So you might have to. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Oh. Wow. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> well, man. So what you're saying is there'll be auditions for a new host in September. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it'll be like uh, that depressing year when everyone from American Idol went away, and they're just like, who are these people? Oh, God. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, like uh, I'm used to, we're going off the rails. So let's wrap this thing up. Crystal, let's hit us with the uh, quote of the week, and then we'll uh, we'll roll. But I need a good quote this week. I need something to get me through the week. I need something good. Dig deep into the dungeon archives. This is a good one. It's not what you say to everyone else that matters in your life. It matters what you whisper to yourself that has the greatest power. Yes. That's going to get me through I love the it. month. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a good one. Uh, you don't want to know what I whisper to myself. People look at me weirdly <laughs> on the streets, by the way. <laughs> No, I love that. Thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you very much, Todd. Thank, Thank you guys you. for listening. We'll My pleasure. Back Thank you. With a new episode next week, GDP Radio Live, and we'll be uh, live up until 2029, I think we're up to. So we'll see you guys <laughs> for the next several years. God help you all. We'll see you guys soon. We checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh! You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.